Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, a voice in the wilderness, a thought-provoking broadcast in a world of ignorant nonsense. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you on this Friday. Yes, highly anticipated Friday for many of you. I want to begin with the potential threat, which is high above us, high above this country right now. By now, I'm sure you've heard about this suspected Chinese spy balloon flying over the United States. A Pentagon spokesperson saying the United States government is tracking a high-altitude surveillance balloon that is over the continental United States right now. So they've been monitoring this balloon hovering over the U.S. for the past few days. We just found out about this. A few days. We found out, what, last night? Military and defense leaders have discussed shooting it out of the sky. According to two US, two U.S. officials and a senior defense official, the Pentagon spokesperson, Brigadier General Pat Ryder, telling NBC News the United States government has detected and is tracking a high-altitude surveillance balloon that is over the continental United States. We continue to track and monitor it closely. Once the balloon was detected. The U.S. government acted immediately to protect against the collection of sensitive information. Hmm, I wonder how they're doing that. The balloon spotted over Billings, Montana on Wednesday. It flew over the Aleutian Islands, through Canada, and into Montana. It's still over the U.S. right now, but officials are not confirming where it is now. Yesterday, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin convened a meeting of senior military and defense leaders, including the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, and other combatant commanders. Austin was traveling in the Philippines at the time. So the question a lot of people are asking is, what's going on? The leaders have reviewed the threat profile of the Chinese stratospheric balloon and possible response options. Ultimately, they decided not to recommend taking it out kinetically, as in blowing it out of the sky. They're concerned about the risk to security and safety of people on the ground from a possible debris field. The options were presented to Joe Biden yesterday, actually presented on Wednesday. A senior administration official confirmed Biden had been briefed and received a strong recommendation that the balloon not be shot down. The senior administration official commenting here said instances of this activity have been observed over the past several years, including prior to this administration. We acted immediately to protect against the collection of sensitive information. Biden did not respond to a question from reporters about the balloon at the White House yesterday. The senior defense official said, currently we assess this balloon has limited additive value from an intelligence collection perspective over and above what the PRC can do through other means. Nevertheless, we're taking all necessary steps to protect against foreign intelligence collection of sensitive information. They've also told us this balloon doesn't pose a threat to civil aviation because of its altitude. It's way, way up there, as in 100,000 feet. The official said the U.S. military will continue to monitor this closely and keep the option of taking out the balloon on the table. 
So while they're saying we're not going to do that now, it's possible we may do that later. They're also adding there was a window while the balloon was over Montana on Wednesday when they could have taken it down. NORAD sent aircraft, including F-22 Raptors from Nellis Air Force Base, an airborne early warning aircraft known as AWACS, but the official would not say whether one of the options was to shoot the balloon out of the sky with U.S. aircraft. Now, this is interesting. The U.S. US military flights prompted a ground stop at the airport in Billings with air traffic controllers citing a special military mission. Now, they're saying they're confident this thing does indeed belong to China. And they've communicated to the Chinese government through multiple channels in D.C. and in Beijing. The official did not say whether the Chinese admitted the balloon was theirs. They've done this before. The difference this time, the balloon is staying over the U.S. longer than usual. Now, we're talking about an area, the stratosphere. It starts between 4 and 12 miles above the Earth's surface, extends around 31 miles. Chinese foreign ministry spokesman said that Beijing was assessing the situation. Speculation and hype were unhelpful, while facts are still being clarified. Come on, why don't you just come out and tell us it's ours? (laughs) This spokesperson from the foreign ministry saying China is a responsible country that always abides by international law and has no intention of infringing on any country's territory and airspace. (laughs) We hope both sides can handle this together calmly and carefully. Yeah. By the way, yesterday, the Pentagon announced it would bolster the U.S. military presence near Taiwan with plans to expand the number of U.S. military personnel in the Philippines. Announced during Austin's visit to Manila, the Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement designates four more bases where U.S. military personnel can now base in strategic areas of the country, adding to the five already authorized to house American troops. But Austin adding during a news conference yesterday, we're not seeking permanent basing in the Philippines. More specifically of concern to fill in what could this balloon be doing, Montana's Republican Senator Steve Daines sent a letter to the Department of Defense demanding answers on this balloon. Calling on the high-altitude Chinese balloon, calling this a concerning event told Austin, the defense secretary, the fact this balloon was occupying Montana airspace creates significant concern that Maelstrom Air Force Base and the United States Intercontinental Ballistic Missile Fields are the targets of this intelligence-gathering mission. Hmm. Danes wrote that given the serious nature of the event, he's requesting a full security briefing from the administration on this situation. Saying it's vital to establish the flight path of this balloon, any compromised U.S. national security assets, and all telecom or IT infrastructure on the ground within the U.S. that this spy balloon was utilizing. So, let's hold our breath now and wait to hear this briefing from the White House which I'm sure is not coming. So what's going on here? What are the Chinese communists up to here? What are they doing? Stay with us.
back on the broadcast talking about this Chinese balloon that is floating over the United States of America right now. <laughs> very, very straightforward perspective on this from upstate Congressman Jeff Duncan. He says simply, just shoot it down, period. Pretty straightforward, don't you think? A lot of perspectives on this, on the phone lines, on the text line. Let's go first on the phone to Dean, who is joining us. Good morning, Dean. Welcome. Good morning. Um, Events at the high risk of sounding like a nut. What if this is a Trojan horse? The way to destroy America is... um, to blow up uh, atomic bombs in the upper atmosphere and the electromagnetic waves knock out everything, our way of life. So let's say this thing is as big as it is. How about if it has 10 or 20 nuclear-armed hypersonic missiles in it? Bombs away, and in a matter of less than two minutes, we're done. I think we're in danger. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Now, you don't think this particular balloon has anything of the type on it right now, do you? I don't know, and I don't know if the Air Force military knows. But I go back to the Trojan horse. (laughs) So what if it has nothing in it? But they do it again sometime, and we get used to these things. See, this is what I've heard this morning, Dean. I've heard that they are able to make the assessment there's no direct danger from this thing today. But the question is, is this, no pun intended, a trial balloon to yeah. see if they can just release something over here and we're not, we won't stop it. So, uh, all right, let's send something over with EMP capability. And uh, we found a vulnerability. It, it really yeah. raises some serious questions, Dean. And I'm not quite sure that we're going to get very good answers about this. I very much appreciate your call. Uh, Roger, good morning. Welcome to the broadcast, Roger. Hey there. I uh, kind of follow what he was saying, that uh, this thing could contain uh, COVID viruses or other biologicals that they're releasing into the upper atmosphere that would float down on us. And God knows do what. There's any number of things you could possibly do if you have some sort of ill will or ill intent. Uh, what do you think we should do about this? I think we should shoot the darn thing down. Yeah, it, I mean, you know what I? What blows my mind is how up in the atmosphere. Yeah, how was like this? That, so how we was, should recover it and be able to analyze what exactly it did have in it. Part of my question is why in the world. Did we allow this thing to be here this long in the first place without some sort of response? That's... Exactly. I've, I've been wondering whether it floated over California. Was it released from some kind of a ship or submarine or something? I mean, we just don't have any idea of what's going on with this thing. I hope the government does. <laughs> Roger, I think you've summed up where so many people would be on this. You hope the government is aware. Uh, you have to wonder. Have to wonder. Vince, my question is, how did it get to Montana? Why didn't we see this before it made it to Montana? Well, my understanding is we did know it was there. It's kind of crazy. Another texter saying, I'm looking at the other side of it. Now we see that we can be invaded in that fashion. So now we know to be on alert for such a thing. Hmm. Vince Dean could be right. They need to shoot it down. Another person raises the question, why wasn't this balloon shot down over the ocean? Easy. Biden just keeps showing us how incompetent he is. How easy is it to enter our airspace and do whatever someone desires? Very, very good question. Why can't our military capture the balloon? Mm-hmm. How do you steer a balloon to ensure it gets into a position to allow intelligence gathering? Vince, the Chinese are definitely spying on us, just as we were spying on them. The problem is we start shooting down their spy balloons. They'll start shooting down our spy satellites and drones, and regardless of what is used, 
it's air spying and there's nothing we can do about it. Hmm. Just a sampling of some of the items here. This one I thought was kind of humorous. Vince, all the Chinese are done doing with their balloon is looking at all the land they've purchased here in the United States. That's from the FedEx man. <laughs> yeah, we want to get a look at what we've purchased here in the United States of America. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? Just gives you a really, really good feeling, doesn't it? About what these folks are possibly up to. What are your thoughts on this situation? I always welcome your input. It's very valuable as we uh, delve into so many things during the course of the broadcast. I want to give you a preview of some of what we're going to talk about today. We've got a lot of ground to cover. One of those items, this, as you know, is viewed as Black History Month. And I've got a couple of clips of audio we're going to share that are quite interesting on the subject of black history and some of the discussions that are taking place about how to teach history and perspective. And I've said this really from the beginning. I'm all for history. The question is, how do you present that history? I The word that really I heard this morning that I found to be very helpful is redemptive. I want history taught in a redemptive way. How do, how do children come out of this? Have they learned something? Is there something they can use for good purpose? Or have we just stirred people up? And motivated people to grievance. I'm not interested in that at all. We've already got way too much of that. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on as we go back into the archives to play some very interesting audio. I want to tell you as well about a discussion that will take place today about gas stoves it's pretty interesting the left is making fun of conservatives on this subject and the reason they're making fun of conservatives because they claim that you know there's nothing that's in the works to ban gas stoves at all well you're going to find out the truth and more importantly there's a bipartisan team that's come together to make sure that your gas stove is protected we're going to talk about that also a way to address the issue of ukraine how do we keep these continual efforts to i guess cause an uptake in our involvement in ukraine you know how do we kind of monitor whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This and put a stop to this. Well, we're going to talk about that much more as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. Vince Coakley radio program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing talk line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. Now back to Vince. And we've got new information. That's what happens on this broadcast about every day. We have new information from China on that balloon. Are you ready for this? An alleged spy balloon spotted over the U.S. 
is a Chinese civilian airship, which had deviated from its planned route. In a statement, China's foreign ministry said it was used for mainly meteorological purposes. Oh, isn't that wonderful? It's a weather balloon! And they've added they regret the unintended entry of the balloon into U.S. airspace. The object flew over Alaska's Aleutian Islands and through Canada before appearing over the city of Billings in Montana on Wednesday. As you know, Montana is home to some of the U.S. nuclear missile silos. Pure coincidence, I'm sure. Another developing story this morning... U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has decided to postpone his visit to China after this whole spy balloon matter. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a weather balloon. Blinken did not want the balloon to dominate his meetings with Chinese officials. That's the word reported by ABC, citing an unnamed U.S. official. Bloomberg News also confirming that trip will be postponed again. Because of this whole balloon incident, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is going to postpone its visit to China. (laughs) Folks, this is all so laughable, isn't it? It's, if it were not so serious, it would be completely laughable. I want to turn to another very important international matter. This is a story... Breitbart is reporting about an effort to control the spending that is flowing to Ukraine. My good friend, who I talked to yesterday briefly, Congressman Thomas Massey in Kentucky, said he and other conservatives are going to separate Ukraine funding from must-passed spending bills. These are bills, you know how they do this. Well, we've got to get this bill passed. And then they throw the Ukraine spending in there. Here's the very important line you need to know. But he said now things are going to change. Now the conservatives have more of a voice in the House Rules Committee. Massey said he believes he, along with Representatives Chip Roy and Ralph Norman, our own Ralph Norman, would likely move to separate controversial items like Ukraine aid from these must-pass bills. Here to comment on this very subject... Our good friend joining us from uh, the upstate of South Carolina, Congressman Ralph Norman. Good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Glad to be with you, Vince. I uh, take it that you are in full agreement with what's been communicated by your friend, Congressman Thomas Massey, that you guys are going to try to keep the spending for Ukraine under control and these must-pass bills. Absolutely, uh, Vince. I texted... I texted Thomas last night, and I told him on the House floor, you know, it's it's a new day in Congress now. And it was unexpected that conservatives would be, the the, the Rules Committee is the most powerful committee, I would argue, probably other than Ways and Means and Appropriations that there are in Congress. But every bill has to come through the Rules Committee. And between Thomas, Chip Roy, and myself, we we are going to face this head-on with the financial crisis this country's in. And no, no better way to start than the massive spending that's going on with Ukraine. So, yes, I'm all in the in the fight, and we'll sit there day and night until we, one, have separate votes on these bills. And when it comes to Ukraine, we've already given them $113 billion, Vince. And just to give your listeners kind of a, a, a to, to show the amount of money that is, a thousand million dollars makes up one billion. We've given given them a hundred and thirteen billion, basically with no strings attached. And this administration has left eighty billion in Afghanistan. Uh, where was that? Where was those? Uh, why was that done? Why was that not sent to Ukraine? But anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to fight and we're going to do what we can to stop the endless spending that's happened. You know, one of the things a lot of people would immediately look and raise the question as to whether you're uh, unconcerned about Ukraine and the potential threats that is posed by Russia. How would you respond to that? Well, you know, we went into the SCIF, too, which is a you go underground in, Cong- in, in the capital. And, you know, I saw 
uh, Zelensky show us the children that were being massacred. I saw the pregnant women that were being, you know, thrown in ditches dead. And yes, it moves you. But Vince, our country is in trouble. The military in our country is in trouble. You first take care of our country, and it's not being done. We couldn't fight an extended war if we had to. And, you know, you've got to draw the line somewhere. We got, we're got we $32 trillion in debt. And this administration is, it was late to the game with Ukraine anyway. And I would make the argument until there's an audit done of where the money's going, you stopped it. And the other thing, we've got to have individual votes. The omnibus that was passed at, you know, the dead of night, 4,155 pages long, that the senators voted for and put us in a, uh, in handcuffs until September and did not give the House, which controls the first strings, a chance to, to deal with it. Uh, it's over with. We're going to vote on every bill. The American people are going to see where the money's going. And I, I get it with Ukraine, but, you know, what about Taiwan coming up? You know, we're aiding and abetting the enemies with our energy. And this administration is, is off the tracks when it comes to the direction this country's in. They're aiding Russia with the Nord Stream pipeline. Why did they do that? You know, and Biden's words mean nothing. But I get the plight. But before you help other people, we've got to get on a strong financial footing. And right now, the America, the, the U.S., is not prepared to keep doing this, and we stop it at $113 billion until we know what we're doing and before we can get this country back on track financially. I very quickly want to ask you, because we only have about 30 seconds left, I'm sure you've been following the events with this balloon. Now the Chinese are saying it's a weather balloon. Uh, what do we do about this situation? How serious is it, Ralph Norman? I can tell you from sitting in Congress, China is our number one threat. Look at the hypersonic missiles that they're uh, that they're testing. Look at their ships in the sea that's getting ready for a conflict and who knows where. And if we don't take it seriously, America will be at risk as we are right now. Should we shoot this thing down? You know, I'll leave that to the military generals, not to the not to the ones that Biden has, but to the Jack uh, Kinsons of the world, to the ones that have been there and done it. Uh, he's got woke generals in charge of advising him side help and then bear, leave it to us to bear down to hopefully the Biden administration will listen. I have no confidence in the military that uh, the generals that Biden administration is putting into office. I fully understand why. Congressman Ralph Norman joining us. Thanks a lot for uh, joining us on the broadcast this morning. Stay with us. Back on the broadcast, enjoy the conversation there with Congressman Ralph Norman. <laughs> this item on the text line, I mean, it's so, it's so brutally on the money. It really is. You ready for this? Republicans, some of them in the House, are not smart people. Regardless of whether the bills are separated or not, there's an overwhelming majority of Republicans and Democrats that will support the bill to support the war effort. Pretty much. Americans want to know about the Ukraine bioweapons labs. The Biden family's tied to why are there thousand employee biotech firms like Pfizer in Kiev. And this is one of my favorite texts that came in just a few minutes ago. Vince, why would the Chinese need a balloon when they have spies on the ground? Namely, Nancy Pelosi's staff. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. You've got people who really are working in lockstep with the enemies of our country. This is not hyperbole for me. This is demonstrated by the behavior of so many people. I mean, oh, case in point, while we're there... Why don't we go to this now? 
one of the votes that was taken, and I, on one level, I can understand where somebody's raising the question, what's the real point? But there's a resolution in the House that would condemn the horrors of socialism, arguing it's a fraudulent resolution, is the argument from the Democrat side. <laughs> this is crazy, folks. A resolution condemning the horrors of socialism. This was introduced by Representative Maria Elvira Salazar. It's a declaration that the country founded on the belief in the sanctity of the individual to which the collectivistic system of socialism in all of its forms is fundamentally and necessarily opposed. The text of the resolution notes that many of the greatest crimes in history were committed by socialist ideologues like Vladimir Lenin, Joseph Stalin, and Hugo Chavez. Whereas socialist ideology necessitates a concentration of power that has time and time again collapsed into communist regimes, totalitarian rule, and brutal dictatorships. But as you might expect, there's some Democrats who had a real problem with this. Among them, the leader, yes, the new leader of the Democrat Party in the House, one Hakeem Jeffries. Here's what he had to say about this resolution. They bring to the floor of the House of Representatives today a resolution on socialism to condemn some dictators that we all condemn. But understand, the goal of this phony, fake, and fraudulent resolution is just to somehow provide cover for extreme MAGA Republicans to try to undermine an agenda that is designed to lift up the health, safety, and well-being of the American people. <laughs> Here's the bottom line. Let me translate that for you through all that gobbledygook crap that you've just heard from Hakeem Jeffries. Here's the point. The point is, these modern Democrats dominating the Democrat Party are socialists. They are Marxists. They are convinced that they're better than Vladimir Lenin or Joseph Stalin and Hugo Chavez. They're going to do it right. And they want to make sure you understand they're not like the people who have killed people. Oh no, that would never happen under their regime. I want you to understand they are determined to defend socialism. You know, it's pretty weird. Think of where this country has come from. We've gone from the McCarthy era. And this is not a matter where I'm defending what happened during the McCarthy era at all in the search for communists. But isn't that ironic? We have gone from having a concern, a legitimate concern about communism, to now the point where We've got members of Congress who are, they're communists, they're socialists, and not ashamed at all about it. Now, they will try to tell you there's a difference between what they're doing and what the Soviet Union did, what Cuba did. But you need to understand, all of these, ideolo these ideologies, they are regressive. And they may start off very peaceful. But just look at these countries, what happens over time. It goes down a road that ultimately, ultimately degenerates. And I don't for one moment doubt that it will end in death, in the deaths of millions of people. From the heart of the Carolinas, aiming the cannon of truth at strongholds of stupidity. Who, who are black people supposed to call Ghostbusters? So we need to stop that beef on or impoverish the cops crap. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Man, we are seeing rapid developments on this balloon story. So let me tell you what's happened this morning since we started talking about this. So, 
As you know, we discovered yesterday this balloon was flying over the United States. And it's been flying over the United States for several days. Okay? Several days. This morning. This morning. Antony Blinken, Secretary of State, canceled a meeting to China. Doesn't want this to dominate things. The Chinese have issued a statement saying, this is a weather balloon. (laughs) Now we have a statement out of the State Department that this is a violation of our sovereignty. Oh my goodness. Strong words. They've violated our airspace. (laughs) So now the question is, what are they going to do about it? This is going to be interesting to watch. Um, I hope you have the popcorn ready. Make sure it's ready. A couple of quick items. Not really quick items. Important items. Faith Focus Friday. And also a segment about race. And it's very timely with all the events going on with Florida and other places. Talking about curriculum as it relates to black studies. And also as it relates to what is typically in the month of February, Black History Month. Let's start with Faith Focus Friday. I wholeheartedly agree with every single solitary word in this post from Dr. Steve Crosby. Some of you are going to be offended by what he says here, but it's time. I'm going to tell you now more than ever, I have less and less patience with American religion. It is... Um, not just my own experience and own my own journey in dealing with this stuff, but the people I continue to meet, and especially what's happening with our younger people who are not encountering Jesus in us. They're encountering the trappings of a whole lot of garbage. We're going to have to answer for that. Here's Steve's post. And he talks about personal relationship with Jesus? This simple phrase is the bedrock of popular level Western evangelicalism's premise of assurance of heaven and avoidance of hell. The goal is to provide assurance and comfort to the individual conscience and emotions. Relationship, relationship, relationship. Seems that's all people talk about these days. The problem is personal gets wedded to western concepts meaning private and individual and then we are in cult territory Ooh, those are strong words the relationship of a human with God should not be thought of as a private matter if an individual becomes totally at rest assured and satisfied by its own union with the object of its love God what significance meaning role function or calling is there toward the other anyone other than oneself if love of God alone is all that is needed to find soul rest what room is there better yet what need is there of the other For Western evangelicalism, the answer is none. The other is optional or irrelevant. Love toward God and love toward the other are two aspects. I want you to listen to this carefully. Love toward God and love toward the other are two aspects of a single, inseparable reality. Luther's theory of forensic righteousness notwithstanding. Each human's relationship with his brother, other, ought to be an exact reflection of that relationship with God in Christ. First John is so abundantly clear on this. If you do not love your brother, the life of God does not abide in you, regardless of whatever magic prayer you may have mumbled at the altar asking Jesus into your heart. If I may just say parenthetically, if I hear that phrase one more time, I will absolutely barf. And I know that's very offensive to a lot of people. But we have cheapened the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the 
kingdom has been reduced to just say this little prayer with me. And there's no, no fundamental change of governance at all in a person's life. There's no before-after evidence. None. But we've assured people just because they've said the prayer, it's all okay. Back to Steve. <laughs> the problem is the overemphasis and misinterpretation and misapplication of Paul's letters to the near exclusion of John's letters. Simply, in the New Testament, strictly individual and private relations with God do not exist. Period. Can I say that one more time? In the New Testament, strictly individual and private relations with God do not exist. For we must love one another exactly as Christ has loved us. Our love for the other is the only real indication of being a follower of Christ and our communion with Christ. That's it. This should not be news for even a beginner Bible student. But the shadows of Augustine, Calvin, Luther, and Americanism loom so large and dense that light cannot break through our conditioning. We read and see what we are conditioned to see rather than what is really there. Why? Because we like it that way. To read what is really there would cause too much disruption to my sweet assurance of heaven. Ouch. Folks, I'm not meaning to be harsh. I have spoken on this. I hope I live this. And one of my great burdens is I see so many times a lack of real vital signs in so many people who profess. Now, don't, don't uh, send texts or call me and complain. You're judgmental. I'm telling you what. The scriptures say when pe people knew when someone had been with Jesus, they knew. And I'm making the argument that most of us who say we have been with him have not. The evidence is love. We can talk about plenty of other things and we can have that conversation. But if the love is missing, that's where we need to do some serious self-examination. Who are we relating to? Is it the real Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Or is it the all-American Jesus we've created out of our frankly mythology stay with us whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Kaskali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you Wow, this text line is uh, literally blown up <laughs> last segment, as I expected. And I appreciate some of the feedback here, like this one. You're not being judgmental, Vince. You're speaking truth, brother. Keep it up. Amen, Vince. Read 1 Corinthians 13. Chris out of Shelby. Yes, that's good to read. That's the love chapter, right? Face it, you are judgmental. Own it. When you point, there are three fingers pointing out at you. Example, anything Trump. Go suck an egg. I mean, really. <laughs> it's hilarious. Good morning, Vince. This is Satan twisting God's word totally at work. It's from Deanna. 
This person saying what you're speaking of is the difference between converts and disciples. Prayer leads to converts. A life dedicated to God is a disciple. Boy, there is a huge distinction there. Good, good observation. Boy, this one. This one packs a punch. Religion in America is a capitalist religion. It's a scam. Unfortunately, most of it is, as you describe. Wow. I want to quickly move on, and I want to point out something that's quite interesting during this Black History Month. And it is the fact that there are people with very different perspectives. You see, you hear, because the mainstream news media and the grievance industry, the civil rights industry, and yes, I use that word intentionally, has to keep grievance, complaining, anger, bitterness alive. Not everybody believes this. I've shared this audio before, but I'm glad to share it again. I heard it this morning. I thought, it's time to share it again. How about this? Morgan Freeman, an interview with Mike Wallace. Listen to this very, very enlightening exchange. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is white history month? No, well, no, 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 come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm month sure. is Jewish history month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a black history month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? And stop so- talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. Wow. Isn't that profound? Folks, it's really that simple. But there's too much money, too much power to be attained by stirring up racial strife. And this isn't some accidental conversation. We turn to another conversation that took place between Morgan Freeman and Don Lemon. Similar vein. Listen up. Do you think that race plays a part in wealth dis- distribution or either a mindset that you can't Today? or cannot? Yeah. No. You don't? No. I don't. I don't. Hey, you and I, we're proof. Why would race have anything to do with it? Stick your, put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. Uh, it's kind of like religion to me. It's a good excuse for not getting there. Yeah. You know, I said, and it's probably get me in trouble, but I said to some of my colleagues recently, so I know that it's an issue, but I've been, it seems like every single day on television I'm talking about race and it's because of the news cycle, it's in the news, but I'm so, sometimes I get so tired of talking about it, I want to... I want to just go, this is over, can we move on? And, and, and if you talk about it, it exists. Right. Yeah. It's not like it exists and we refuse to talk about it. But making it a bigger issue than it needs to be is the problem we have. Wow. Making it an issue bigger than it needs to be, that's the problem. I want you to know there are plenty of people who have alternative views from the people that you see paraded by the mainstream news media. Because let me remind you again, what's the purpose of the mainstream news media? It's eyeballs, it's ears, it's ratings, it's clicks. And nothing stirs that up like strife, racial strife, sexual strife. Wherever you can find strife, let's stir it up. And that's my distinction when I talk about black history. Is it a story of redemption or is it a story of grievance? If you're going to tell a story of grievance, you can keep that crap to yourself. I don't want to hear it. I don't. I was listening, and I don't mind saying this, I was listening to a broadcast this morning that just inspired me. It really did. I may tell you more about this another time. And 
the person who was the guest made the comment, when whites were at their worst, blacks, we were at our best. Oh my goodness. He is so right. And I think the converse is true. I think as time has gone by, the people who, unfortunately, in our society, not all, but many of the people who have floated to the top, who have claimed the mantle of so-called civil rights leadership, honestly, I believe that they're the worst. Many of these folks are not the best of the best. I'm, I'm very firm on that. They're not bringing out the best of us. There's a book that I want to bring to your attention. I have not read this, but I'm going to. Ordering it today. The book is called Red, White, and Black, Rescuing American History from Revisionists and Race Hustlers. It's by Robert Woodson. Robert Woodson has been on this broadcast before. We're going to have him back. Here's how this book is described, an indispensable corrective to the falsified version of black history presented by the 1619 Project, radical activists, and money-hungry diversity consultants. Boy, this sounds really good, doesn't it? Let me tell you some of the names. Essays by John Butler. Jason Hill, Coleman Hughes, John McWhorter, one of my favorites. Clarence Page, who's not a conservative, by the way. Shelby Steele, Carol Swain, who's been on this program. And last but not least, my good friend in Kentucky, Wilfred Riley. I want to encourage you, get this book, Red, White, and Black. Rescuing American History from Revisionists and race hustlers. Folks, we need to be equipped more than ever to counteract the very deadly, destructive, depressing message about grievance. I am one who chooses to believe in hope and redemption. I hope you're along for the ride. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line at 71307. Now, back to Vince. (laughs) I'm so sorry, folks. I'm just reading about another... Another gaffe from our president. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. This is so, so sad. Over on the text line, we've got this. Responding to my comments about race in the previous segment. Amen. And so our color is not a definition, but a simple descriptor. Like, I'm a fat man. That does not define who I am. We have to stop throwing up dividers and accept that we are one people all individual but one that may be text of the day we have to remember that folks that's not what these folks are working toward who are trying to create this multitude of identities and now we're creating a multitude of genders we're going to have fun with that on Monday Lord willing just by going back a little bit in history. Uh, We'll try to go into a few calls here. (laughs) Try to get to as many as we can. First, a call from Mick. Welcome to the broadcast, Mick. Hello, Vince. Vince, I have tried multiple times to talk to you, and I thank you for taking my call. I want to tell you real briefly, God loves you and I love you, number one. Amen. Number two is you and I met over at H.H. Gregg in the appliance department back in 2006, you were coming in to buy a mattress or a washer-dryer pair. My name is Nick. 
Bald-headed guy. That is so funny. I remember that years ago. Do you yes, that? I okay, do remember. Cool. Yes. Cool. Listen, Jesus said, going back to the discussion about color and race. Look, the song "Jesus Loves the Little Children" says, "Jesus loves mm. the little children, all the children of the world, red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in His sight." Oh man! Look, yeah. God knows no color. We're all created in his image. I just want to tell you, I feel you. I feel this whole thing going on in this country. It's the greatest country in the world, but I don't know, I don't know about that at the moment. But, uh, <laughs> you know, with all that's going on, but uh, God is in control. He is ultimately got the answer for all of us, for everything. Yes. I, yes. I appreciate you taking my call, Vince, and, uh, yeah, it's good to reconnect again. It is. Absolutely. And uh, drop a line wow. sometime. Make gra- absolutely glad to hear from you and appreciate your heart. Very, very much so. Let's go out to a call from Brian. Good morning, Brian. Welcome. Hey, thank you. How you doing? All right, sir. Yeah, I was uh, saying that, that was a very, very good comment from that last uh, gentleman. And, uh, yeah, his heart seems to be in the right right place. Uh but the thing about it is, man, you know, I don't think that you can ever get love out of a lie. I don't think you can do it, man. You can, you know, you, you can wish, you can hope, you can do all of those things. But the scripture also said, "The truth shall make you free." So, so what? So let's break that down because I think it's important to understand that this is not about information that makes us free. But the the bottom line: Who is the truth? Who is the truth? Who you got me on that? I don't know. See, the truth is not information. Primarily, truth is a person. It's the person of God. He is the one who will make us free. So, information, facts, and and I think that's I think that scripture has been abused greatly. What's that? You are absolutely wrong. I love that. I'm absolutely, yeah, wrong. absolutely wrong. Okay. I mean, that's what the scripture says. Now, if you, I don't know, you might be over the scriptures. Okay. Well, tell you what. Why don't we have a a broader discussion on this? If you want to hold on and you want to uh, give the producer some information so we can follow up and maybe have an extensive conversation about this in person over lunch or something. Okay. Uh, I know we've had some interesting. Uh, encounters over the air so uh let's go up to ed ed good morning welcome to the broadcast thanks and so i want to go back to uh this uh the chinese balloons i i just found out on the news there's a second chinese balloon now going over and i like what president kennedy did about the missiles in cuba as far as i'm concerned those balloons over canada are finding out where our resources are to protect our country. And they should be taken down, just like Kennedy told Russia, get those missiles out or else. And just like McKinley did when the Spanish invaded the Western Hemisphere and McKinley liberated several countries, including Cuba, Puerto Rico, Guam, and a couple others from the Spanish invasion. We've got to protect this hemisphere. Hey, I'm, I'm there with you. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? it it's, what do you think would happen, for instance, if we put a balloon like this over red China? What would they do? Well, the, the, especially when it, when it hovered over Montana, where our... Nuclear missile bases are all loaded. <laughs> exactly. There's no way in a million years these folks would put up with that. There's, uh, Ed, very much appreciate your call. <laughs> it's, we have really, this is what's so sad. We have really projected weakness here. That's what's very unfortunate. Weakness. And this is why I've said before, and I will repeat this again. I am profoundly concerned that here in the United States of America, because of the fact we projected weakness, I think these next couple of years are going to be very dangerous. They are. In the run-up 
to 2025 when we have a new president. That's a long time to get there, folks. Very, very concerning. Over on the text line, Joe Biden's always lowering the bar. <laughs> this quote, President Biden chosen not to shoot down the balloon after recommendation from Pentagon officials doing so at risk debris, hitting people on the ground. People on the ground in Montana. <laughs> the texter is pointing out how many people were in Montana. Two? This is hilarious. <laughs> Jake, it is not up to us for others to love. It is up to us to love others. That will change the world. That is really good. It's all about our choices, right? We can't make people love us, but we can make the choice to love. Vince, I just saw a service dog with a service cat. We're definitely in the end times. <laughs> a service cat. Oh my goodness. Stay with us. You know, by now, most of you, if not all of you, know that Ilan Omar has gotten the boot from the Foreign Affairs Committee. You know, I believe this woman, I think it's questionable whether she should even have citizenship. We can go into the deep dive of that another time. We've talked about the <laughs> many weird things that have happened with this woman but she's gotten the boot and democrats crying whining claiming racism omar claiming she was targeted by republicans for being an immigrant and a muslim and this was largely driven the action of taking her off this committee largely because of her history of anti-semitic and anti-american remarks the vote was 218 to 211, a heated debate. Omar said, I am Muslim. I am, am, I'm an immigrant, interestingly, from Africa. Anyone surprised I'm being targeted? Is anyone surprised I'm somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy? Or they see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced? Because you are not faithful to America. That's the reason. And frankly, I think if many of us Americans had our way, there are many more people that would not be on these committees. Democrats and Republicans, race aside, religion aside. We've got people that I think many of us would question as to whether they're double agents based on their behavior. So, Ilan Omar... I'm going to exercise self-control. Good riddance. Glad she's off. This person says, yeah, they're so racist, they kicked white guys off the councils as well. Yep. You'd already know about that. Swalwell, for instance. This man. It just blows my mind. The people who elect some of these people to office. I came across this quote a few minutes ago. It's a powerful quote. You ready for it? Because this is one of the arguments that Ilan Omar and others offered as to why she was kicked off committee. Islamophobia. Christopher Hitchens quotes, this is a classic. I love this quote. Islamophobia. It's a word created by fascists used by cowards to manipulate morons my goodness it's so true so true 
As time zips away from us, let's take a look at the day in history. And um, my goodness, we have, what, 12 questions here? Just ask me one big question, like, you know, something uh, Uh, existential. We'll we'll deal with the easy ones. How's that? 1815, uh, we'll just uh, run by Switzerland, open the first commercial cheese factory back in 1815. 1912, the rules for football established. The field shortened to 100 yards, touchdown, six points, four downs, etc. 1924, the death of Woodrow Wilson in Washington, D.C. 1927, President Coolidge established the FCC to regulate radio. 1954, how about this one, Chris? Millions greeted this queen when she arrived in Australia. Our recently departed queen, by the way. That would be Elizabeth, who served very nobly. Yeah, absolutely. Seemed like a nice lady. 1959, a plane crash. The day the music died. Do you remember that? Do you remember who we lost that day? I don't personally remember it, but I know it was uh, all the guys in Leonard Skinner, Randy Rhodes. Um, Let's see. Well, it's uh, Buddy Holly. The Big Bopper. Big Bopper, yes. And Richie Valens. Uh, killed in a plane crash, 1959. 1962, this president banned all trade with Cuba. 1962. That would have been JFK. This was a president who had it going on for sure, JFK. 1966, the Lunik 9, a soft landing on the moon with an unmanned spacecraft. Who put that on the moon? It uh, must have been Russia. The Soviet you better Union. believe it. The USSR did that one. 1971, OPEC started setting oil prices without consulting buyers. What a surprise. 2002, the Patriots beat the Rams 2017 on a last-second field goal to win the Super Bowl. And last but not least, this president appointed Alberto Gonzalez as the U.S.'s first Hispanic Attorney General. Which president was in office? 2005. Oh, wow. Who was in 2005? It was a W. It was W. You're absolutely correct. You have hit that on the head. And I cannot believe it. Our time is already gone. Thanks very much for joining us on the broadcast. Have yourselves a great, safe, restful weekend. Lord willing, we'll talk with you again on Monday. Take care and God bless you.